<laughs> hey team. Uh, hey team. It is Thursday, the 18th of November. Ooh, this five, week. Five nice. weeks till Christmas. Flown by. Five weeks till Christmas. That's mad, isn't it? Mental. Oh. <laughs> is there <laughs> mad mental? Is everyone ready for uh, their Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas now? Uh, no, although I heard. I was chatting to someone yesterday and we were talking about they're getting their Christmas tree. I'm like, sorry, sorry, what? Wow. Not yet. When did you get your, did you get a Christmas tree? Yeah, we will do. Um, a real one? Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. That should be interesting. I don't know how Fia's going to feel about it. Did you get one last year? Yeah, I feel like I see it. Yeah, because we went, we had photos of Fia rest up as a little bear. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we will... Maybe the second week of November. I mean, not November, December. I yeah. feel like the beginning of December is even a little bit too yeah. early. Let everyone, let everyone have their craze and then <coughs> we jump in. Um, I'm looking forward to this year. I feel yeah. like a bit of family time. Yeah. Fia's going to love it. He's a bit older, right? So obviously he'll have a bit more of an understanding. Yeah. He knows who Santa is, apparently. Does he? Just keeps saying Santa every now and then. Does he know if he's real or not? Mm, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, five weeks. There we go. Um, Anyway, this week, what we, we do? We are discussing, so I'm just spinning on a chair, <laughs> um, seriously. So this week we are talking about mental health around the fitness industry, um, and maybe just looking at some pros and cons and how we navigate that, and hopefully maybe some tips to help you kind of work your way through it if you're not feeling your best on that day. Um, cool, let's get into it. Mental health, I think that's one of the things, it's a, it's a subject where growing up wasn't massively spoken about. Not, well, not, I, don't, I don't think it was, I think it was more... Especially with men. Yeah, especially with men, but like, it, or maybe, maybe it was named something different, but I feel like it wasn't as much of an open discussion as it is now. Maybe, it's, I mean, obviously there was no social media when I was growing up, and there was less sort of platforms or less areas or spaces to speak about it. People just got on with things, but then at the same time, <clears throat> we didn't know how damaging that was for people. No, I mean, I remember the amount of times, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a mental health issue, but not feeling great, and I don't mean physically, I mean what we mentally, and whether it be my parents or friends or teachers, oh, I'll just suck it up, come on, you'll be fine, just move on. That's saying, suck it up, be suck more mad. Yeah, oh. and like... I do think there are times, like I, I will probably slightly disagree, but I do think there are times, depending on what it is, where you do need to just, you know, I just need to keep going, and I do need to, maybe not suck up, it's not the right word, um, but then I also do think there are times that actually, you know, I need to stop, I need to... He's got to know your limit. I need to talk, I need to process this. Um, I feel like we're, we're probably in the, the extreme now, that we're on the other end of the spectrum now, whereas 20, 30 years ago, it would have been a case of, Say pull your trousers up and go. Is that a fr- like? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, pull your. What's the What's the phrase? You, I mean, you, I like it. Pull your trousers up. I'm worried that they were down in the first place. Your trousers were down. Dan. No, what was it? Um, pull your bootstraps up. Was it? That sounds like it. Something like, like that. I know but that. like, it was like, come on, suck it up, move on, just just get on with it. Whereas I feel now we've so, so far the other way, which often finds that society right. We just move to extremes. Humans are extremes. Um, whereas now it's a case of let's stop let's pause 
oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm having a day off because it's a, it, it's a mental health day. And do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm talking in a soft voice and I'm maybe a little bit tongue cheek while I'm saying that, but I do feel there's an extreme. I, I don't think we've quite, as a society, found the balance. How do we respond? How well, do we, we deal we, with? We live in a world that is high stress you know everything needs to happen now everything needs to be you know we're asking people to work weekends you know or when they wouldn't have to have done before we're asking people to not necessarily work nine to five it's you know if you talk to people that work in offices it's like they're getting in at 6am and they're staying till 8pm at night 6am to 8pm at night and it's I guess for people now we're not living the life we once were we're now working to try and get paid to them and even like I think even like I think you're right on that and even those who are self-employed or entrepreneurs and starting their own thing up because they they're going against the status quo they don't want to do that they still are doing it but they're they're doing it in their own time aren't they? Yeah. they but they're still working they're still responding to whether it's dms or social media responses or emails at all hours of the night do you know what I mean the work-life balance is it's gone I think it's it's not a nine to five. I don't know what it was when my sort of when our parents were around, but like it's definitely not. It's not that for the majority, anyway, is it? There was, there was, yeah, there was no, there was no balance. I mean, even like running the studio, you know, it, you're constantly on a, a battle of trying to fix something, and if you don't have procedures in place, suddenly you're like, oh man, this is, I've gone too far. Like, I can't keep up with what's being asked of me and, and controlling it. So I think it's important to have ways of just saying to yourself, right, I'm going to sit back, uh, navigate through this. And that for me is most of the time where, you know, nice little lead on here, to training comes in. Uh, for me, if, you know, if, if I get my training right and I, you know, if I'm not feeling it, I take the pressure off and I just do what feels good for me on that day. Yeah. And I make sure that I'm setting the intention of just showing up for myself rather than, Okay, where I've gone wrong before, and I'll go into this a bit later, but where I've gone before is, okay, well, the program says I've got to do this, so I have to do it, yeah. not doing it well. And then now I've just added a whole new problem to my day on top of what I already had, yeah. and I've gone backwards. And I think that's probably where where we, where we lose it at times. Yeah, you're definitely changing your approach to training. Which is probably not even your approach to training, it's more your approach to, I guess, sort of... How you want to live? Yeah, I think for me, I've, I've I've always run a certain way, and right. so, yeah, <laughs> at least never really right. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not word. I've always uh, functioned a certain way, um, and I'm just slowly trying to navigate what that truly looks like for me. So you know, through lockdown, I did a lot of powerlifting, and I enjoyed it, but I probably never really fully buy into the concept of it either, and I was never truly at my full happiness. Um, I think for me. Like training is, if, if I get my training right and I take the pressure off, I really enjoy just having mixed modals, is that the word? Yeah. So, yeah. Mixed modals of, you know, trying trying different things but not really having a full set pattern. I like to do, you know, your splits, so like, you know, uh, a chest session or a push session, session, um, a pool session, a leg day, and then, you know, a bit of a mix on the other days. But I find if the pressure gets too much, if it's too structured, it feels like it, you know, I've really got to perform. And, and we were training quite heavily for a bit and there were just days where I might get a text message and it just throws my whole day out 
and then suddenly you've got to step up to the bar and squat 200 kilos or you know just under and it's like I haven't got the head capacity for this yeah and I think that's probably because I think when, when, when you are going on from what you said or add to that I think when you are whether it's lifting heavy weights or whether you are training specific for something you need to be fully present don't you 100% like if you're let's just go back to when we, during lockdown when, when we were both trying to pursue squatting 200 kilos like you know, even at 180, 185, you can't, you can't be thinking about something else because mm-hmm. you potentially could be quite damning, damaging. So yeah. you need to be present when you're doing that. And obviously, yeah, if you've got bad night's sleep or something happens, it can be, it throws you off, doesn't it? And we just, we're under so much pressure, I think, to perform as humans now that, you know, I even feel it now. Like I was just speaking to someone a minute ago about, I do feel guilty that I'm not, doing the things that Dan Fran's doing in training now. Like I'm on a, I'm ch- I feel a lot more settled of what I'm doing. Like I set an intention before every session of what I want to achieve. And it's not breathtaking weights. Uh, it's, it's still, you know, relatively strong and it, it still looks good to me, but it's not going to change anything. It's not going to wow people on Instagram, but it, it's making me feel good. And I've take, chosen that path because I had an incident a couple of weeks ago where and I feel this a lot in the fitness industry and I think I need to navigate it, how it looks in the Fitco as well. But I, I went to a CrossFit session and the CrossFit session was, um, I probably wasn't in the best headspace that morning. I can't remember why, but I didn't feel 100%. Um, my mind was busy with other stuff and I just wanted to go go somewhere where someone shouted at me for an hour to do some bits and I didn't really have to think. Unfortunately, the session was all about processing. I, think. I had to do... Um, uh, full snatches at the end so squat snatch but building up to it there was something like um, what's the one that goes behind your neck uh, snatch balance, balance. Uh, and there was another version as well I've never done any of these and suddenly my mind and my body just were in completely different places I got worse and worse because I was just throwing around a 30 kilo bar uh, not doing it very well and I just got myself in such a hole such a tiz yeah <laughs> it ruined my day and to the point of, I know now, like, for me, and I'm not saying everyone should do this, my partner said to me, should we go for an open water cold submersion? And I was like, do you know what, actually, yeah, because it just clears my brain. Um, it was freezing, it wasn't even, like, it was still in October, but I hadn't done it for a while, but straight away my brain just let go of everything because it has to work so hard and on and staying warm or what I was going through. And I think... It, that for me was a massive life lesson of show up with your intention and stick to it. If something isn't aligning with how you want to show up, then then don't do that. Don't push yourself to try and fit a mold that isn't there. You know, if you're weak, if you're going to a, a training session, like here we do every six weeks with our groups, we do a test week. And quite honestly now, I've probably made mistakes before. I've been like, come on, let's do this. And actually now, if someone came to me and was like, hey, Luke, I, I wanted to come because I know it's really good for me, but I don't think I've got a PB in me. Can I just feel into it? I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's just see what goes. You know, let's see what we feel comfortable with. Let's build into it. Let's find what is comfortable for you. I think that's what fitness should be. You know, when it comes to mental health, it shouldn't be. You know, I look around the the fitness world now, and it does seem a high pressure situation. Mm. But this is a hobby. It should be. Yeah. A, it should be a fun thing to do. Yeah. It should help us. It should teach us how we can take those skills into life. And sometimes I feel like uh, now, 
we're failing that as we now are treating everyday people as athletes in this in this industry to try and make everyone the best version of themselves because yeah. we as coaches want to have super strong athletes or the best yeah. runners or the best gymnastics people or Gym, we gymnasts, gymnasts yeah <laughs> uh yeah we want to we want to make sure that everyone knows that we're so we're putting ourselves under pressure yeah. to be the best pt in the room like you're not exactly shouting look at me but at the same time you're like well i got all pb tonight so that's fantastic yeah. even if that person goes home crying because they didn't feel like they showed up to them true self. Mm. See what I mean? I do. I think I think there's another side of that though as well. Um, and the only reason I would say that is because I would say I'm probably more on this side of the spectrum is not regardless of everything, but most things I find that I can completely shut everything off. So for example, when I'm training, um, it's probably harder when you're by yourself, but when you're with people, when I'm training, if something's not quite right at home or something's happened or there's an issue, I'm probably the other end of the spectrum with you, whereas you that that would probably throw you off. Whereas for me, I would like okay, right, I can deal with that later. What I'm doing now, I'm I'm training, I'm focusing on this, and I can hype myself up to get into the session and do that. I, I think, would I wouldn't say that's necessarily the norm, but I think you found your not your calling. Like you can always change that, but I think you've like the training you're doing at the moment, more powerlifting, I'd say, is probably the happiest I've seen you. When you're training, training yeah. yeah, like you know, you used to do the CrossFit and stuff, and sometimes you just look like you were doing something because you felt you had to. Whereas yeah. now, you've probably been the most sensible because you want to hit your big weights. Yeah, that I think, and because of that, I think I'm probably, I'm tra- I'm probably still training. I mean, I'm, I'm training five days a week, but I'm doing less in the session. It's still taking the same amount of time, but I'm doing less. And I think one of the things sort of. I was going to say segue, but we found out that's not a real word, is it? Well, it is a real word, but it's not right. I want to use it anyway, because I actually quite like it. Segue. Segue into this. Um, I think when I was more in the CrossFit space and was doing that, I think definitely as I got better at it, so I was maybe doing it for six or seven years, and because, I mean, I was never like a really, really high standard, but I was quite a decent standard. He was. A decent standard. Um, I found that there was... There was always this thing of because there's so many aspects in CrossFit. So for those who don't know, what is CrossFit is a functional fitness sport or movement or way of training or cult. Sorry, <laughs> um, and there are like there's elements of gymnastics or gymnastics people. Elements <laughs> of gymnastics. There's elements of strongman, powerlifting, Lifting. Olympic weightlifting. Uh, endurance whether that be on the row or the bike the run or the ski and it all can get mixed up at once now there is there is more of it you know the more you get into it and those who who are good at what they're doing there is that there is more of a skill or art to it but unfortunately the majority of crossfit boxes aren't that great in my experience um there's so many things to get really good at and to practice and to try and execute well and the further you get into it it's almost like you still you're not. You're never close. You're never closer to, quote unquote, completing it. Like there's always more. It's that theory of you got to be ready for everything. Yeah, there's at always any time. more. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was, obviously I was a slightly bigger guy, so the weights were never a problem. The endurance stuff and the gymnastics, I was getting better at. Um, but there was always more I could do, and I think it came to the point where, if I look back in retrospect. There's definitely weeks like, oh, right, okay, I need to be hands to handstand walking at least once a week, 
handstand push up twice a week. I need to do muscle ups a couple of times a week. Oh, but I also need to snatch to make sure I'm a go of that. Um, I need I still need to squat and deadlift and press. Uh, and that came to the point where probably three or four years ago where I was definitely doing in excess of eight to ten sessions a week. Double days and double days. Yeah. Um, whilst I was doing it, uh, I was enjoying it. But looking back and there's like the stress that I put my body through, but also probably like my mental state in terms of like there was always this, okay, right, tomorrow I'm doing this, I need to make sure I hit X, one, Z, I've got to do that. And then if you ever train with someone that was maybe on par with you, it's like, okay, well, make sure you beat them. because So it probably wasn't, probably wasn't like super helpful for myself looking back, looking back at it. I'm still glad I did it because I learned a lot, probably learned more on how not to train than how to train. And if I did ever did do, if I ever went back into CrossFit again, which I don't think I will, they would, I would definitely approach it differently and have more of a, okay, for these next three months, I'm working on strength. No, do you know what I mean? Rather than trying to... If, it, if it's done well, it's fantastic. It is. You know, and there are parts of it where it's opened the door for so many people to learn skills. But I'd almost argue, for me, there's too many skills that an everyday person needs to learn. Doesn't need. Um, yeah, doesn't need. And, you know, when someone... On average, you know, the person that comes forward, a client, they'll say, okay, why do you want to train? Well, I want to train because I want to move better, I want to feel better about myself. Sometimes I have really crap days at work and I just want to come and just not have to think about training. Now, if you make training too hard, people then have to think. Yeah. You know, we used to make our conditioning parts in our team sessions. Like one person's doing this, two people doing this, someone else is doing that. And people used to be like, I used to be like, come on guys, you know, wake up to this. But that's not the, you know, they're not coming here to think. They're coming here to switch off and just train. And I think I learned that on that day that I'm going somewhere else to do exactly that. And I'm being asked to do the thing I don't want to do, mm. which is to think more. Um, and I think it's important that as we navigate into this, you know, the future of fitness and you know, the doors are opening for so many different skill sets that as trainers, we educate people that, we don't have to be doing everything. Right. We don't have to be fantastic at everything. And as we're training clients, we're making sure that we're hitting that, as in, you want to feel better, let's make you feel better. Yeah. You know, you do not need to be the strongest person in the room. No. You actually so. just need to turn up. And I've changed a lot of the way I train people. I've taken the pressure off trying to, you know, be fantastic at a compound lift and actually just train them. You know, a lot of my people don't even squat the barbell anymore. Yeah look at alternatives because they're not going to go home and, and do extra work I might not see them again for another week because work might get in the way and I want them to come and just feel fantastic and actually to some people that might sound oh he's not pushing hard enough but actually they're getting exactly what they want out of our sessions yeah. and I've probably got the best results for a whole person not physically but as the whole person that I've got in a long time yeah and I think going back to I don't want to I don't want to rag on CrossFit and I'm, I'm not going to but like I think <clears throat> I don't know it's personally and I said from my, from my class I don't know it's any different in terms of my quality of life than when I was doing CrossFit to what I'm doing now like I'm still pretty functional yeah like and I think again we, we I think the reality is for the everyday person which is the majority of people that we come into contact with and which is the majority of people out there, like 
and even us, we are everyday people, okay, like we do like training probably more than the average, and maybe competing a bit more, so we do probably push it probably a bit further than most, and that's fine. But the majority of people, really, two or three times a week of a semi-structured gym session, of just picking something that's maybe a little bit heavier than they would normally pick up, pushing something, pulling something, some walking most days, yeah. eating quality food, some good sleep walls. So I mean, the, the, if people follow some basic principles and didn't get too caught up with the details, the quality of the society would be on a completely different level. Yeah. Especially in the, in the fitness. Yeah, but we just overcomplicate it. I'm not saying that you can't push yourself. No. But it's understanding, like, you know, I think it's really important that you understand the difference between a working set and a your heaviest set, you know. Yeah. And, you know, when you see a number on the board, just because it says uh, a two next to it, doesn't mean you need to be PB. And I feel like there's a culture at the moment where everyone's only ever celebrating their personal best, yeah. which then leaves the people who are not getting their personal best feeling a bit crap about themselves. Yeah. And like, you know, I agree with what Dan's saying there. I think it's it's taking that back a little step and just letting people feel into what they're they're doing and, and if they're not hitting the mark, finding out why they're not hitting it and it might just be actually yeah, just today just this happened at work and I can't let go of it. Okay, then we're not gonna hit our best mark today, are we? Do you think as well though, slightly uh, changing gear that when people come in either to this space or so across the gym or any gym or scrolling through social media, there is an element of if they've got insecurities already about maybe the way they look, maybe they compare themselves to like sometimes this isn't is this is just gonna exacerbate how some of their insecurities. So you put them in a group setting, for example, they're already quite insecure. Um, they maybe don't have a great support network if you want to use that term. And then you put it into a group context or a one-on-one PT or, or some sort of a, a group class. And, okay, this is what we're doing today. These are the weights we're looking to work towards. I think that probably sometimes maybe makes it harder for them. Do you know what I mean? It, I think it does. I think it's, that's it, where it, it, it highlights or maybe it makes them feel, oh, I didn't feel great and now I feel even worse. And that's where us as trainers or as... Um, studios, gym, boxes, whatever you want to call it, have to have to help them navigate that. That that is our role. We can't yeah. we can't throw that claim about that fitness is really good for your mental health, but at the same time pushing people to have crap mental health because that's what the world is effectively yeah. doing to us already. You know, this should be a you know, when people come here, you know, people will say, Oh, I feel fantastic coming to figure that's the best thing I've ever done. Little drop there. Um but then we're failing them if, you know, we say, right, you should be using 12 and a half, and if you can't do that, you're crap. You yeah. don't deserve to be here. Actually, you know, we should be saying, right, if you can't use 12 and a half dumbbell, that's fine. Let's navigate what you can, Phil. Yeah. That can be a goal for you to know how to work towards and, you know, get there when, you, when you're ready to. And yeah. I think sometimes we've just got to take the pressure off um, and just let people be honest and give them the space to be honest yeah. and show that we are caring. Like if you said to any trainer, why do you want to be a trainer? The initial thing would be to help people, you know? And I think that is our job, whether it is helping people to lift better or to feel better. I think it's understanding, you know, you, 
can't just look take people's word for what's on the surface. You have to kind of be there to listen. And people talk in these settings. Yeah. You know, they will open up if you let them and you give them the space to feel comfortable to talk. And, you know, that's another thing. Like, people might not have a, you just said, like, not have a support network. Be that support network yeah. for them. You don't have to therapize them, but you can just sit there and listen and be like, hey, I get what you're saying. Um, let's just take the pressure off for a bit. Sort work out. Once work's out, we can then get back to, you know, hit you hitting your best lifts. You know, if life at home is really crap you're not sleeping because you're ch- you know, you've got a brand new baby just come here and just train because you want to and it's an hour where you get to show up for yourself and there's no pressure but you also don't have to hear a baby crying continuously yeah. uh, you know your partner's doing you nothing because they want you to keep cleaning get out of the house for an hour and just put your, put your music in or if you're in this space say to them can we just change the music to put something on that I just feel good like does anyone mind no okay wicked oh yeah I love it it feels you know like yeah. people aren't gonna we think that people are gonna judge you for just being honest but actually if you just take that moment to just be honest and be brave and be a bit selfish as long as you're not you know taking over the room and, and making it all about you yeah. I, I think people will respect that and if it makes you 1% better isn't that what we set out to do? Yeah, I think that's why I'm such a big advocate of one-to-one training and and then I guess sort of and then also sort of small group training because you get that one-to-one contact with someone and you and it is it's personalized, not not necessarily like well, these are the exercises you should be doing, but someone comes in and you know once you build that relationship, they can say, actually, I'm not feeling great at the moment. Can we? Or just so you know, I'm not feeling great. So then you have the opportunity to go, okay, cool, you know what, today, like you said, we're just going to change things up a bit. We're going to do X, Y, and Z because that something is always better than nothing. Definitely. Whereas when you're in a more of a bigger group setting, whether that's a class or um, I guess even like, just like a corporate gym, you go in there, um, commercial gym, not corporate gym, um, you maybe don't know what you're doing. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just try and do what I did last week or you're in a group setting and say, oh, this is what we're doing today. Nine times out of 10, that may be fine, and that probably is okay, but then there are times where it's like, I don't want to do that, but I feel too bad to say, no, I'm here now, I'm going to do it, and you leave feeling worse than maybe when you came in. Whereas you don't, you don't obviously get that. Well, I hope you don't get it with a one-to-one trainer. No. Um, and also, and they sort a good small group setting as well. And as a trainer, understanding that if someone's not quite on it, understanding that, and yeah. just being like, okay, you know, you can still push them. Like you have to gauge that, but you just don't like get in their face. You know, you, I'm picturing that sort of old school celebrity trainer who's like shouting at them, like "Come on, do more!" You know, and then the person's are crying on the floor. No one wins no, that situation. No. And like again, I think again the flip side. I think there is that there is a space where people do need to push, but and some people want that. As some people do want that, and I always ask people, like, how how do you like do you like to be trained a certain way? Some people won't know, but I think there is a space. But I think it comes down to integrity and experience of the trainer knowing your client. Yeah, now's not the time to do yeah. that. Don't don't do that because now's not the time. And any good trainer should know that as well. And, and I, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily like that approach anyway. But there is a time where people need to just be pushed a bit more. But yeah, you need to use wisdom. Know okay, when is that time to do that? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, like to to kind of sum up the going forward, if you know, if you find you're 
resonating with some of the stuff we were saying, I think for me is take the pressure off yourself, set your own and set your own intention for what you want from that session. Be honest. So if you're not having a great day, don't just carry on and just keep doing the same thing. Like be honest with your coach with the idea that, you know, if you're in a group setting, it's not going to necessarily change for you, but they might give you an alternative that is on the same wavelength, but just maybe not as hard. Um, and just be kinder to yourself. I think worry less about what other people are doing and just focus on you. For me personally, since I took ownership to be like, okay, I'm, I'm not lining up with doing a lot of the big, big lifts at the moment. I, I'm not saying I won't do that again, but right now for me, it's not great. I've taken the pressure off and I've set an intention for every session and I've put a little time limit on stuff so that I can just get it done and I feel great. And I do actually feel physically and mentally really good at the moment. And I think that's been a big change. Whereas before in like lockdown, I was like, I have to, I have to squat on a Monday. I can't let Dan fan down. And we've said that we're getting 200 kilos. So I have to do that now. And if I didn't, I felt terrible. Yeah, it was in your bio, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in my bio. It was, I was <laughs> posting about it, it and it and it overtook me. And I think now, like, I feel great that I stuck to it and I did it. And like Dan said, it, it pushed and we both pushed each other. And I was really grateful for that and never thought I'd be able to do that. But I'm also at a different stage now where I'm doing other things. And I have to make sure that I'm aligning with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that would be my, my go-to. Be honest, be kinder to yourself. Worry less about other people. <clears throat> I think there was another one, but we'll wrap up with that, shall yeah, we? Yeah, we'll wrap up with that. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Hope it was helpful. Um, always feel free to share, like, comment, reach out. I know people loved the last episode, um, and they shared it a lot. I really, we would really appreciate you keep sharing. Reach out to us. Please share it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell your friends about it. Friends. If there's things that we're not hitting that you'd like us to talk about then please do reach out to us and let us know um and look forward to either seeing you in the fitco or on social media yeah lift the underscore lid instagram handle see you next time guys bye bye